All right, good morning. This is Dave Villa, <clears throat> and uh, this is Game Changer Salescast. Hopefully, we're having a good Monday. We're a couple minutes late. We had a little screen difficulty, but here we are, and we're going to be bringing on uh, our guest here in just a few minutes. So let's discuss sales. Do you have a goal or do you have a wish? Do you have a goal or do you have a wish? There's a difference, and uh, I would challenge you to think of your goal. You know, we use the term when we're setting a goal for the year, uh, for a month, we use the term, you know, personal goals. Like I have a personal goal, you know, to hit, uh, you know, this amount or a personal goal to make this amount of money or to reach this level in sales. Or maybe you started out the month of February, the month of January. And you said, you know what? I want to have uh, uh, blank sales this month. I want to hit this number. So it's a personal goal, right? It's my pay. Hey, my personal goal, Joe, my personal goal, Susie, this month is to hit this number. So it's a personal goal. I want to challenge you. Is it really personal? How personal is your goal? How personal is your goal? And let, let me qualify that. Yeah, what do you mean, Dave? Here's the thing. There's two reasons I think it's called a personal goal. Number one, I can't set it or for you and neither can anyone else. No one else can set your goal for you. No, no one else can hold you really accountable for your goal. Truly. You can have an accountability partner, to help you, help motivate you to hit your goal. But really, truthfully, nobody else but you can hold yourself accountable or personally has interest like you do. It's your personal goal. Number one, it's a personal goal because it's about you. Everyone that has a goal cares about themselves. Look, the deal is everybody cares about themselves and it's your personal goal goal. And the second reason it's a personal goal, not only is it just for you, but it needs to, it it needs to, you need to feel something. You need to feel good about hitting it and you need to feel bad about not hitting it. Now, I I didn't say feel so bad that you just constantly stay in a state of, 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 you know, blacked outness or discouragement about it, right? Lick your wounds and move on. But you need to feel something when you don't hit your goal. It needs to mean something for you. Just like when you do hit a goal, a daily goal, a weekly goal, a monthly goal, a yearly goal, then you need to also feel something. You need to celebrate the wins. So it's personal, right? It's personal. Your goal. Do you have a goal or do you have a wish? Which is it? And, and, and that's very important that you find out how to look at this thing, man. When you're figuring this out today, we need to look at it and we go, okay, look, it's my personal goal and it's, it's not a wish. It's a goal. I don't just wish it, right? It means something to me. It, it's, man, it's hitting me when I don't hit it and it hits me when I do hit it, right? It's personal. I was talking to a buddy of mine, a friend of mine <clears throat> who's in the real estate agent, uh, real estate business. And he was saying, Hey, I want to hit this number. I want to hit this goal. And uh, we were just in Starbucks and we just had a five minute conversation. But I noticed when I was talking to him and he said, Hey, I want to hit this number. I said, well, that's a great month. He goes, actually, it's really never been done. And I don't know if there's like a Guinness book of, of, of real estate record that he could refer to literally to say, Hey, this hasn't been done before. Like an Olympic record, somebody that something that keep this kept track of like that. But <clears throat> what he meant was it's, it's an anomaly. It's not really ever been done by individuals he knows or the company he works for. I want to hit this number. And I said, wow, <clears throat> that's a good, that's a good month. And not really knowing that it hadn't been done. He goes, yeah, you know, my best is about seven short. And I said, wow, that's, that's interesting. He goes, well, I want to hit this. And, and he started talking about it and I could see it and hear it in his voice, see it in his eyes, what he was, what he meant. He was like, I want to hit this. And he goes, you know, I needed to do everything I can. And then he began to say, not just the normal things like advertise and, and, you know, and, 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 you know, and work hard and take every, every lead and work every call and all of these things that you and I in sales, no matter what industry or, or genre of sales that we're in, we all know 
the, the measures we must go through. Hey, I got inbound leads. I've got outbound calls. I need to hustle. I need to hit the phones. I need to work my social leads. I need to work my relationships. I need to call my previous accounts. I need to work my referrals and my references. I need to follow up really good. All of those things, right, that make us good. But then he proceeded just in casual conversation. You understand this wasn't a training. In casual conversation, he proceeded to say, you know what, man, I, I'm going to get really out of the box this month. I'm going to pull the stops out. I'm going to do some things that I normally wouldn't do. I'm going to go beyond the veil. I'm going to go beyond the normal stuff. I'm going to think out of the box and it, because he, he had to do something in his mind. His goal was something that hadn't been done. So how could he do just the normal everyday things, right? Although you could have the biggest month you've ever had if we just every day do the things that we know we should do. See, because I will tell you that you can look back on most every month you've had, even the good months, and I think that you had an off day or an off hour, right? You may have had better, you may have had more on days than you had off days. That's why you had a, quote, best month. But did you have days that you could do better? Did you have months that you could do better? Did you have, did you have hours that you could do better? But he was talking about, look, I need to do something that's really quite honestly an anomaly. I need to have like this out of the box, out of this world month. I need to do something that hasn't been done. So I need to pull out all the stops and then I need to create some stops that don't exist right now in my arsenal of stops. And I need to pull them out too. Right. It wasn't just a wish. I could see it in his eyes. I could hear it in his voice. It wasn't just a wish. It was a goal. A goal without a plan is just a wish. I think that goal setting is effective. And I'm going to talk to my guest about this today. It's effective, but it's underutilized. What do I mean by that? Look, it's setting goals will keep us focused and motivated on those days when the last place we want to be is at the job, right? The last place we want to be is on the phone. So I think that goal setting is very effective, but it's underutilized, not wish setting. Look, I mean, let me tell you something. You go, I set goals every day. Well, are they goals? Or are they wishes? See, here, here's a few things that you may have said at the beginning of a week, the beginning of the month. Maybe you've gotten up to get ready for work. You've looked at yourself in the mirror and you said, I want to be happier this week. You know, I, I, listen, I, I, I want to make my job better this week. Maybe you've said, man, I want to make more money this week. I want to have more money this month. I want to do better this year. Maybe you said, I want to have less worries today. I, I, I want to have a worry-free week, man. I don't want to have the worries that I had last week and the week before this week. You know, I, I, want to, I want to lose a few pounds. Let's get outside of sales for a second, right? I want to be as successful as so-and-so. I want to look at, I mean, you know what? So-and-so, John Smith, Susie Jones, man, they're successful. I want to be as successful as they are. I want to make the money they make. I want to do what they do, right? I want, to, I want you to take note of everything I just said. They are general wishes. These are wishes, folks. I will tell you, if you look at them closely, not one of them are goals, right? Not one of them are goals, which by the way, these are things that if you ask somebody, hey, what does being successful look like to you? They're going to spit out these things. I want to be happier. I want a better job. I want to make more money. I, I want to have less worries. I want to be as successful as so-and-so. That's my definition of success. Well, those aren't goals. Those are wishes. However, they're not goals and goals are what is required to help you become successful. So that's my opening monologue for today, right? It's, is it a goal or is it a wish? That's the question you need to ask yourself because here's the deal, folks. It's personal. If you make it, it's personal to you. If you don't make it, guess what? Listen, your coach, your manager, your husband, your wife, your significant other, your friend, your, your mentor, right? People who motivate you and mentor you and coach you. All of those people care. and They're going to be like, oh man, you know what? God, I wish you would have hit it. But they're going to go on with their life and they're going to think about something else five minutes from now. But guess who doesn't? 
guess who it's personal towards? You. If you make it, personal. If you don't, personal. Is it a goal or is it a wish? Stay tuned. We'll be back in 60 seconds with Ian Swanston. He's all the way from Australia. You don't want to miss this. He's a training coach, a sales coach, and we're going to ask him the difference between a goal or a wish. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, guys, I'm back. Thank you guys for listening, tuning in. It's Monday. It's Game Changer Day, and we're talking about goal versus wish. Put my jacket on in the break, man. It's a little chilly here in the studio. We're going to bring our guest on today. I'm excited. We've had him booked for the last two and a half, three months, and he is calling all the way, way on, man, down under. We have Ian Swanson on, and I am so happy. If I did not massacre your name, if I did, I apologize, sir. I'll let you correct me. How are you? this morning or this afternoon here in America. How are you, sir? I'm great, thanks, David. And uh, that name pronunciation was great. So uh, forgive me, everybody. I, I have quite a pronounced accent. Uh, uh, I'm not from Australia. I'm from a place called Edinburgh, which is in uh, a country called Scotland, uh, <laughs> still part of the United Kingdom, still part of Europe for now. But uh, uh, things are changing rapidly, and I guess that's the same in sales all the time. Well, you know, I apologize because my producer told me five minutes before the show, I knew everything about you except for where you were from, obviously. And he said, this is where he's from. <laughs> and okay. so um, that happens on air all the time. Isn't that great? Hey, I, I want to dive right into this <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and right from Scotland. And, and, and here's the thing. I know I've studied your material. I follow you on social media. Um, I have for a couple of years. Um, and um, I want to ask you a question. And, you know, one of the things, again, we do here at Game Changer, we don't pre predetermine questions. And uh, we do so because we, we want to discuss um, kind of off the cuff things that plague everyday individuals, but especially people that are professionally in sales, Ian. And so we're talking about goal versus wish. And, you know, I think of us sales sure. trainers and people who have been in the sales profession for any given amount of time, if we had the magic answer here, I think that, or I guess the magic potion to help salespeople overcome this, then probably uh, we'd be a whole lot more successful as far as followers than we are. But I think that there's an element of overcoming this in our personal lives. And I think that sometimes people would like to get this from us when they sit in on our courses. So I want to try to pick your brain here for a few minutes. And let's look at the difference between goal and wish. And look at the fact that, you know, somebody who wants to be successful in the arena of sales, how important, in your professional opinion, is, 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 is the ability to measure, to, to, to strategically measure the objectives that we place and how important is it to have those objectives in the first place? I'm going to give you the floor, Ian, and let you answer that. Okay, thanks, David. So, uh, surprise, surprise, I think it's of huge importance. And uh, it, it, it is, however, you know, uh, it's a great topic because it's not an easy topic. Uh, lots of people, when it comes to New Year, every year will set new goals. Uh, and lots of people, the majority of people, unfortunately, struggle to actually maintain those goals past January. Uh, part of the reason for this is that goals need motivation. Mm -hmm. And if, for example, we've got our listeners listening into this uh, this call, uh, and, and they uh, we're lucky enough to manage to motivate them on this call to go out and set some goals, unfortunately, the minute we, they put the phone down, the minute they put their headset down, and leave the room, that motivation seems to drain out of them, almost like a plug being pulled from a socket. Mm -hmm. So finding a way to constantly motivate yourself, I, I think, is, is actually the biggest challenge. Uh, 
And maybe something I could throw out there uh, to you uh, and the audience is that maybe there's a different way to look at it. And instead of looking at it goals, go and find yourself a cause. Mm. Now, the difference between a cause and a goal is that a goal almost needs to be topped up in terms of the, the motivation to keep uh, driving towards that goal. Right. Whereas if you've got yourself a cause, that cause is self-fueling. It will constantly top itself up. It's almost like a, a nuclear battery inside you that's going to keep you going no matter what. Every time you get up in the morning, every time you go to bed, it's in there and it's ingrained in your DNA. You know, and maybe one of the, sorry, carry on, David. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, please. So one of the ways I could maybe try and explain that is that. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, which I guess is the majority of people, I'm probably around four stones overweight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you know, I'm a big, heavy guy. And every year we do a thing uh, in Scotland called the Rob Roy Challenge. And the Rob Roy Challenge is uh, a race. It's 16 miles on foot, followed by 56 miles on a, a bicycle. Now, most people couldn't do that, right? Certainly most people that are forced on overweight couldn't do that, but I managed to get around that course, albeit it takes me around 10 hours, I managed to get around that course every single year. And it, it's not, it's not as, as simple as 16 miles. Uh, some of the elevations are up to 2,000 feet high. Wow. They're going through uh, mountainous, rugged terrains where you know, <laughs> there's not even footpaths to follow, let alone a proper track. And I, the reason I'm trying to explain this is that if I had set the goal to do that, I'd probably fail. Mm-hmm. But I've got a cause when I do that every year, and that cause is raising money for charity. Nice. And when you're doing something, it, typically it happens, it's more powerful when you're doing it for somebody else. Right. It then becomes so much easier. Well, let me. It becomes so much easier when you've got a cause. Carry on. Yeah, well, let me let me jump in there because before, before you came on in the opening monologue, it, it's. Uh, we, I was talking about a friend of mine and um, in, in the training I did this morning, even in the sales meeting that I brought this up, it's kind of in me right now. So the cause that you brought up is interesting. We didn't have this discussion, but I think it's how people that, that they're successful in sales think. Because, listen, we all have the same challenges. I, I would agree that there are different personalities in sales, but there are also similar challenges. And we all wanted to give up. I mean, we've all failed. We've all struggled with apathy. We've all struggled with, you know, the same things. So I was talking to a friend of mine who, who was talking about this upcoming month. Here it is two days left in this month. And he is already planning goals for the month of March. And I was talking to him this morning, actually at Starbucks. And he said, you know, he began to talk about his month and how he was going to try to do something that had not been done in the uh, real estate industry. And as he was talking about it, the, it, it came to my, my, my thinking as I was listening that this is personal for him. It's, it's, it's personal. Like this was not something that he was haphazardly thinking. It wasn't this trumped up number that he was throwing out there because the, the colleague next to him threw a number out and he had to, you know, I had to hang with him or her. And so when you just said cause, I think that there's something to that. You know, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's personal for me, right? It's something that I it's a non-negotiable it's there and and so one of the things i want to ask you about when when let's just say we have a cause or we have something that becomes personal to us it's not just a number 
and and we we have the normal things that you know if we did them every day perfectly for 30 days we would have a good month or a great month but we miss some days but then what i want is is such a personal thing for me that it requires me to do some things that i normally wouldn't do it requires me to think out of the box to work some angles yeah i think that that's something in sales ian that 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 maybe you know if somebody asked me what does it take you know to become successful in sales first of all it takes time you know and during that time there's a price to pay and that price is to overcome piece by piece the 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 desire to just get by the desire to just hang in there talk about that a little bit maybe relate that to the cause and tie that into how this is personal when setting goals if you would sure uh, so I think when you've got a cause and, and it's personal, although I said earlier, you know, it's typically linked to something external, mm-hmm. you know, like a charity, it could be linked to uh, doing something for your family, mm-hmm. right? Although when I said it's external, it's actually, you've got that emotion, personal, emotional connection with it. Mm-hmm. And as, as you say, sales is really a, a, a tough game. And there are three things that we all need to do. Uh, quite simply, we need to find more people, we need to close more people, and the ones we close, we need to grow. Mm. It's as simple as that. Regardless of what country, what industry, what product or service, we all need to find them, close them, and grow them. And as you say, we the, the, sales, the length of the sales cycle, if you've got a three-month sales cycle, by the time you find them till the time that you close them, as you say, that, that pain that we have to go through, that endurance that we have to go through to keep on that treadmill of constantly finding more ones. And you know, I, I, in, in our training, we use uh, the phrase, sowing the seeds. Mm-hmm. And you know, once we sow these seeds, we've got to be patient uh, and allow these, time, these seeds to grow. We sometimes have to go back and water and nurture them. But you know, if we go out and do a whole load of lead generation stuff and then turn up next week and, and go, well, where's my sales orders? You know, it's no different to the farmer turning up you know, a week after he sowed his corn in the field you know, with a harvester, and there's no corn to harvest. Right. So I think you're right. Digging, patience he starts digging is up hugely the seed. important. Yeah, and he starts digging up his seed and saying, "Oh, well, this you know, something's wrong with the ground." And man, you know what? I, I must have some faulty yeah. seed. Well, let me ask you this because I can't get. I love the fact. I, I love what you do and I love the way you think and, and I like the I like it because you're selling in a modern world. You're using technology, obviously. Um, I think sometimes, though, people, but what I love about it is that you still hold on to principles. Matter of fact, you teach them, and, and I can hear that coming across. And I'm a, I'm a fan of, this, of, the, of, of sales uh, strategies and, and the psychology of sales, and, and, and that sales is still, it still can be done masterfully. So let me, let me ask you this question, because I can't, it, it drives me crazy sometimes that, and, and I'm, 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 an, I'm American, but it drives me crazy sometimes with these American. Uh, people that I have on and they've, mm-hmm. they've softened, man. And they, they've softened. They, they, you know, they're, they're going to this whole social selling and they're throwing things out there. Like, you know, you can't cold call anymore. And I'm, I'm going to ask a foreigner because I think sometimes you guys have held your backbone and I just like it. You know, I like it, the, the balls, you know, just the, the backbone. And so I'm going to ask you something. Um, you know, why do people in sales, why do they say cold calling doesn't work? Why do they go to this? Do you think that it literally has to do with just that just just decline in in sales skills and just this this hey you know what I'm not I, I I don't understand it I'm not good enough for it so they're trying to broaden the game I mean I know it makes things 
better for you and I and companies that, that we work with because it, I think that the elite rise to the top. But I mean, what is this softening of sales skills that you, that's going on across the industry where everybody's, you know, dogging out cold calling and saying, oh, you know, you, you can't do that anymore. Why, why do you think that's happening? I know that's shifting gears, but <laughs> I think that's a really, I think it's a real, que- a great question, and uh, it, I'm going to say some things. If you could uh, allow me time to finish, because mm-hmm. some of it might be a little bit controversial. Okay. I don't think cold call. And now I'm a guy who started in sales when I was 18 years old, and there was no internet, there was no mobile phone, uh, there wasn't even fax machines in those days, and the only thing we had was telephone and two feet. So, you know, I'm a guy who was born and brought up cold calling. I'm a guy who's taught cold calling. But I have to say, in this day and age, mm. cold calling does not work. And, and let me just explain why I'm going to say that. For people who are prepared to spend the time to learn the craft, cold calling will absolutely work. But unfortunately, most people are looking for a quick fix. And they don't want to invest the time to learn how to do a cold call professionally so that it doesn't even come across as a cold call. Mm. And because everyone's looking for that quick fix, it is much easier to jump on social media and do a couple of tweets and a couple of LinkedIn posts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I, I, your statement about you know the cream rising to the top, you know people like yourself, people like Tibor Shanta, you know people uh, who are great at cold calling. They only got there because they've they've done a hundred plus, two hundred, three hundred cold calls that weren't particularly really good, but that was part of their training. Nobody wants to invest the time to do that mm. training anymore. Wow! Nobody wants to invest the time to learn that stuff that you could teach, that Tibor could teach, that we could teach. That Everybody is, wants a quick fix. I love that answer. That to me, that's the most honest answer I've ever gotten from from the most of the time I ask this question. Somebody they don't they dodge it or they don't want to answer it at all. But I I can't agree with that more. Now I mean, so I, now I understand the term cold calling doesn't work. But so basically, you're basically saying, hey, if if to me, I think that those that would learn this because in a day and age, I mean, here's 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 the reality. Not only, you know, now we're running out of time, but I I do want to say this and get you to get a give a closing uh, comment when I'm finished and then you can give your uh, information so those can reach out to you. But I mean, I'm looking at this. I'm holding my phone up right now, my iPhone. I wake up. Not only do I believe in cold calling myself. As, as a way that I, you know, um, continue to grow success for our organization. We train, you know, hundreds of companies on how to do it. But I personally respond to cold calling. I personally do. I wake up every morning and have a, a one swipe of my thumb across 50, 60 email deletes, you know, and, and again, again, I email blast our company. We market in every form of the way, but the, the deal is I think that the ones who have gotten my business in some capacity over the last year have been the ones that have broken through. I've often told my guys, I've used emails, Ian, I printed out emails, carried them to my sales room, stopped the whole process, said, guys, I want to show you an email that I've received from a guy or a girl or a company four or five times over the last two months. And they've asked me over and over, about the fifth email, they're going, hey, David, I've tried five times to reach out to you. Can, can you please let me know? And I'm like, they haven't taken the time to pick up the phone and try to call me. I'll never do business with them. And the thing is, I don't care. They may have the best product in the world, but they, have the, they, they will not get through to me. Um, yeah. and, and so I, I think that what you said is profound. 
And um, I love it. I wish we had more time to talk about it. But Ian, I'm going to ask you, give your closing thoughts, take a minute or so, and then tell our listeners how they can follow you and reach you and what materials they can get from you. If you would, sir, I really appreciate you being on. Um, We have a couple of minutes left on the show, but if you could take the next minute or so and close us out. Okay, thanks, David. So just uh, briefly, going back to David's original comments on on goal setting. Guys, if if you, uh, I'm sure you're aware of the the East Coast there in America, the Chesapeake Bay. Without goals, if you were to set sail from the Chesapeake Bay, uh, somewhere like Annapolis in Maryland there, all you're going to do is going to sail out into the bay and you're going to go around in circles. Unless you set a goal, which is the destination, right, you're never going to go anywhere meaningful. So I would urge you to, you know, set yourself goals, set yourself some really aspirational goals, but follow them up with a plan. And that plan is the roadmap that's going to help take you to those goals. Because, you know, in the same way that you're going to, uh, if you set sail from Annapolis, you're going to go out into the waters and you're going to get blown off course. You're going to get distracted. Things aren't going to go 100% perfectly. But the plan is there to keep uh, bringing you back on course so that you're actually going to achieve those goals. Uh, Hopefully that's going to make sense to you. If it does, uh, I'd love you to uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, My address on Twitter is uh, at Ian, I-A-I-N, Swanston. And you can also, you're more than welcome, guys, to connect to me on LinkedIn. Uh, And again, it's I-A-I-N, Swanston. I'm probably one of the few people that's spelling that name, so... uh, you're not going to get a whole lot of John Smith when you type that in. <laughs> Please connect to me, uh, tweet to me, uh, and again, you could join us on uh, the Closers group on Facebook as well. Ian, thank you. Your contact info and Twitter handles up on our screen now. So thank you so much for being with us. I really do appreciate your time, sir. Have a great week. Great. Thank you, David, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you. Well, guys, that was Ian Swanston. His information is uh, on the screen. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Connect with him. I tell you, he's got some great material. So let's wrap up by, I want to just, I mean, I tell you what, that last subject matter, I am, I'm all over that. I wish we had more time. Cold calling doesn't work. You heard it. And you know what? It, it basically, it does work, but it doesn't work because no one will take the time to ultimately, or the majority of the individuals will not take the time to learn how to do it properly. Look, I'm going to put a plug in. If you want to learn how to make phone calls and make money, we sold $15 million over the phone. Guys, this is not social selling. This is not counting any of this. This is not counting anything else. Over the phone, if you want to learn how to do it, I will tell you, in a crowded space of social media, if you can learn how to use the telephone, you will, you, you're, in a, you're in an elite category by yourself. It's like walking into a private fruit field, man, and just having your pick at it. If you want to learn how to do that, you'll go to Serial Sales Pro. It's right on the bottom of the screen with the hashtag there, but go to SerialSalesPro.com. It is our personal training. It's for corporations and individuals. And look, I want to personally invite you. If you're going to be a digital dealer in April here in Tampa, Florida, I'm doing a, a session on how to own the phone. I'm going to challenge you to come to that because we've set almost 50,000 appointments in our call center and business development center 
uh, in the year 2016. And again, in our sales department over the phone, that's over the phone. In our sales department over the phone, we did $15 million in business. And I want to challenge you to come out and be part of it. Make sure you follow us. If you want to be a guest game changer, uh, sales cast guest, make sure you reach out to us. You can call in on 574-1820 after the show. Our guys will get you over to the people who book it. And uh, listen, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a great week. I'll see you next Monday. This is Dave Villa. Be a game changer.